0: Welcome to Let's Talk Parish. Let's Talk Parish will be an opportunity to learn about some of the people that call the Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament in Sacramento, California home. My name is Chris and I'll be the host for today's episode. Thanks for listening and let's get started. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Jet. Uh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that I it's so funny. You know, I my my memory sometimes pl- plays with me and and I'll see someone that I I know I know and I know I know their name and yet what comes out of my mouth is not their name. <laughs> it happens to me all the time. So that's you know, well, I,
1: and the strange thing is we've been sitting here talking now for almost 30 minutes. We and, have uh, we yes, have been, right. but you
0: know, I like to I like to tell people you can call me anything you want. Just right. don't call me late to dinner. Okay. Well, I'll call you Chris. Okay. That <laughs> sounds like a plan. That's a deal. And if
1: I make a mistake along the way and call you something else, well, just cut that out.
0: <laughs> or not, you know <laughs> or not, I mean, Whatever. You know, if the shoe fits, yeah. sometimes, you know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's Monday morning. It is uh, September the 13th. That we're sitting down for a little chat. Yes. Um, so uh, just so we put everything into, into context. Um, so let's go ahead and before we uh, start talking and I forget, let's go ahead and open our time together with a word of prayer. asking the Lord to bless our time. Great. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for another beautiful day. We thank you for an opportunity to sit and chat one-on-one, uninterrupted. Uh, We ask that you send your Holy Spirit to bless our time and to guide our words and our thoughts and the questions that I might ask. um, That our words and our discussion is edifying both to ourselves and to those who listen. And we ask this in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Great. Yeah, well, now we got that out of the way. Great. Yeah. Um so we'll just get we'll just start from the beginning. Sure. And were you baptized as an infant?
1: Uh absolutely. Yes, I was. Was um, it here in Sacramento? No. I uh was born and raised in upstate New York in a city called Utica. Oh, I've heard of that. Um and uh um, it, we lived, uh, for 14 years, first 14 years of my life uh, upstairs from my, uh, grandparents, uh, no kidding. who came, came from Italy, who had moved in from, moved here from Italy to the United States from Italy. Um, and, uh, I was baptized at, I think I was a week old when I was baptized oh as gosh. a matter of fact. Uh, my mother was, uh, a very devout Catholic. Uh, my father, not so. Mm. Um, in fact, he was what you might call uh, an intense, rather intense uh, agnostic. Oh, really? And uh, but they loved each other very much, and they coexisted in, in, in each other's uh, spiritual worlds mm-hmm. very well. Um, we were uh, my four, my three siblings, and I were all raised uh, in uh, as Catholics. Uh, I went to uh Catholic school mm-hmm. uh from grammar school through high school. Oh wow. Uh and uh and then uh um I was an altar boy uh from the age of about five when I was uh acolyte until oh, okay. until uh, well into high school, well past high school as a matter of fact. So, so
0: if you lived in is it Utica? Utica. Utica. For 14 years? I lived in Utica for 18 years. For until 18 I went years. away to college. Yeah. So uh, where did the number 14 come in?
1: I lived with my, we lived what with my grandparents, grandparents until 14? I was 14. And then you moved out of that And then we moved out of that house I see. And into, okay. uh, into a, a
0: house of our own. Yes. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of a special experience in a multi- Generational household. Not everybody in America gets that experience. Yeah, it was
1: more common back east, uh, your, where we had two-decker and three-decker uh, homes, flats. Yeah. You know, flats homes.
0: Uh, were your Were your grandparents uh, practicing Catholic?
1: No. My in fact, my grandfather was. Uh, Uh, He he didn't practice any particular faith, although he was a Mason. Oh, he was a Mason. uh, He was uh, actually president of New York State Masons uh, during the peak of his Masonry career. Wow. Uh, My grandmother was actually born a Catholic, but later in life she became uh, Moravian. Moravian. Um, Yeah. One of uh, the Protestant denominations. One of the Protestant denominations. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so well, well, from Moravia. Uh I, I guess so, <laughs> yes. Probably yes, right? <laughs> um and uh and, and in fact many of her siblings I think uh, uh con- converted to uh Moravianism as well. Uh my mother's family was they were all uh practicing catholics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. my okay. father's family was a mix. I'm How bland.
0: interesting. Yeah. What an interesting little background there. Were you simply going to uh the church and the masses and everything for your mom's sake, or were you actually interested in the faith at that young age?
1: I I was very interested in the faith at that young age, Mm -hmm. of course, until I was, uh, I think, 12 years old, 11 or 12 years old. Uh, The masses were all in Latin. Sure. Um, And, uh, you know, the the priest faced the altar, uh, which which was against the back wall. It was a a different experience uh, in those days. And uh, I think even at that time, I thought of perhaps even becoming a priest. Um, when until probably until probably when I got out of high school, mm-hmm. and then I and my thoughts started to go in other directions, but. I think, boy, at the time, I think I had most of the Latin Mass even memorized. No kidding. We had to go to church every single day. That was part of our Catholic uh, school upbringing. Okay. Our
0: day started at eight o'clock in the morning. So uh, you morning Mass, right? So you actually you went to Catholic. You went to Catholic school, right? Uh, both grade school and high school, right? And high school, yes. Yeah. Wow was yeah. it, was um was it attached to any? Was it like a, a Jesuit or a no. a Dominican or?
1: No, it was a uh, well. Uh, the uh, the Zav- uh, the high school was taught by uh, Zaverian brothers. So, okay, uh, but the uh, the church was a diocesan church.
0: The church was yeah, yeah but right. the school I was think I was wondering how, who you know no
1: uh, uh, Franciscan nuns. Okay, taught taught in the school. Yes,
0: that particular f- what I would say um, flavor of Catholicism Franciscan or otherwise did, has that carried over into. Uh, uh, your faith journey as a as an adult.
1: You know, I'm I'm I I'm not sure I'm not sure to what extent uh-huh. uh, that any particular aspect of. Of uh, French Franciscan life, or or whatever you know, trend has has affected my later years. I think, I think certainly the values that we learned, sure, uh, going to school um, and, and being taught by uh, you know uh, Franciscan nuns, uh, certainly those values have mm-hmm, survived mm-hmm. that time as well as the values we yeah. learned in
0: high school. You know, when you're little, you're that you're impressionable, and you're going to look up to people, right. the adults, right, yeah. and, and they'll be your models right. going yep. forward, yeah. right um so you went to after high school things changed things changed
1: yeah a bit i went away to college uh went to college for two years Mm -hmm. um and after two years um it was during the vietnam war right so uh, i had gotten my draft notice uh, uh for reasons that we don't really need to go into no, right now no we don't um and uh and opted to join the air force so i mm. joined the i went into the us air force spent 4 years in the us air force uh continued and finished my uh, undergraduate education um, and uh, at wichita state university in uh, wichita kansas which is where i was discharged from the air force mm-hmm. uh and then and then proceeded to move around quite a bit for job related reasons.
0: So after after high school, when you went away to, when you first went away to college for yep. the, those two years, where now
1: where did you go? Uh, I went to uh, a small uh, liberal arts college in Maine called Ricker, and uh, and spent a year at uh, Mohawk Valley uh, College in Upstate New York.
0: In Upstate New York, yeah. And at that time, were you still practicing your faith?
1: You know, uh, I, I was when I came home <laughs> 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 on holidays. Uh, I don't think mother would have had it any other way. Right. Uh, but I think, a lot of, like a lot of people, I became a little bit lax in mm-hmm. the practicing of my faith. And uh, that continued uh, probably through at least part of the time I was in the Air Force. Um, um, I think, well, what brought me back to the faith... Um, was, I think, having children uh, hmm. definitely brought me back to the faith um, because I felt that they, like me, needed to have uh, a, an education and an upbringing that was a Christian education and a Christian upbringing. Sure. Um, and then, of course, they could decide later in lives, you know, we, we lives, all have to decide for to ourselves do, right? at some point. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But I, I thought that uh, that foundation – uh, that foundation was important, was important to their early development. So and you spent so you
0: back. spent four years in the Air Force, yep. right? Uh, did you see uh, combat in Vietnam? Mm-hmm.
1: No, nope. I spent the entire time stateside running a payroll office.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> God protected you in that way. Well, he did. Because yes. who knows what can happen when <laughs> you when you're in yep. combat? You know, yep. who knows what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, so then, in, so then you finished up your degree. Yes. And what was your degree in? Uh, business. Business.
1: Uh, accounting and finance,
0: yes. Did you meet your wife in college? Or? In a, we, we were
1: married when I was in the Air Force.
0: Oh, when you yeah. in the Air Force. Yeah. We, and
1: yes, we had met in college, in our second year of college. So that, married those we
0: two years, Air years Air in college before you enlisted. Exactly. That's where you all met. Right, yeah. And then you got married while you were in. Right, while I was in the Air in the, Force. In the Air Force. Now, yeah. at, at, at what point were your children born?
1: Um, oh, probably uh, my oldest daughter was born. Uh, five years after that, and uh, so
0: you were at Wichita.
1: Uh I was. Uh, I was at, in in uh, back in college in Wichita State when my oldest daughter was, was born. born. Okay, in 1976, uh, and then the, uh, our other two children followed, um, uh, seven and nine, uh, six and nine years later.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, kind of spread out. Yeah, they were a bit spread out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. After you graduated from, was it Wichita State? Wichita, Wichita State. State. State? Um, then what happened?
1: We moved to Boston. Uh, I took a job with uh, Honeywell Incorporated in their finance, one of their divisions, finance departments in mm-hmm. Lexington, Massachusetts. Um, that's, that's really when we began going back to uh, uh, return to the, our faith and went, started going back to church on a regular basis. As I see. When we arrived in Boston. Uh, and then uh, spent seven years there uh, and then uh, took a job as a director of strategic planning for a company based in, uh, in the Chicago area, mm-hmm. uh, Barrington, Illinois. So we spent, uh, let's see, uh, 12 years there. Um, and uh, then I was asked by that company. I spent 26 years with that company. And I was asked by that company if I would take an assignment in Europe to mm. be director of marketing for Europe and the Middle East, which I did.
0: Oh my God! Uh, Where were you
1: based at that? Uh, we we chose to live in Rome, Italy. Okay. Uh, Rome was first of all my roots are Italian, right? <laughs> uh, so that was comfortable. Uh, I had a good uh, business associate over there who offered me office space and uh, secretarial support, so uh, I took that. Um, And uh, we lived in Rome, uh, which was actually quite convenient for me because I was traveling... Weekly, from almost weekly, uh, from anywhere from Scandinavia, Sweden, mm-hmm. uh, Denmark, mm-hmm. uh, down to uh, Israel, out to Saudi Arabia and Oman and uh, Egypt, and so it was actually fairly centrally located. But it was also a beautiful, beautiful
0: place, to live. beautiful place to live. I think yeah. sometimes we, because the United States is, is so large, we forget how close things are over in Europe and the Middle East, yeah. and especially if you're in, uh, you know, the the boot, the Italy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, just, you're, right, almost, you're right there on the Mediterranean, and all these places are super accessible. Yep. Even if you needed to go to North Africa, I mean, um, it's just right there. Yep. You know, And we forget sometimes how close things, things can be. Yeah. When you started going back um, to church and you started to rekindle your faith uh, back there in Boston, mm-hmm. uh, initially, you know, if you were thinking you wanted to provide a good foundation for your children and everything um at what point did it did it feel like you were being drawn on, on for you personally
1: um it it happened very quickly i felt like i was home
0: Hmm. you know yeah. yeah did you um did you adopt any kind of like family devotions or anything like that um we did
1: for you know occasionally uh do a rosary at home mm-hmm. um we definitely uh, said prayers in the evening. Mm, good. Um, uh, we we said grace before every meal. You know, I, we did the, I guess you'd call them the customary things, right? Well, sure, I sure. I mean, yeah. they're to, they're the it's, things that that families do, exactly. and it's
0: how parents begin to, yeah. uh, you know, train their children up in the faith, yeah. Yeah. and and uh, provide them with the tools that they yeah. can then fall back upon. Yeah as they form their faith and, and as they grow. Right. Um, and they're, they're, you know, we say that they, we might think sometimes that they're simple, yeah, but they're not simple. No. They can be simple. Yeah. They can be, as we right. grow in them, they can take on a deeper uh, meaning.
1: Well, uh, grace before meal was integral to the family sitting down at the dining room table mm-hmm. every evening and having dinner together, which... Quite frankly, a lot of my my uh, our children's friends didn't do. You they know. didn't get that. Uh, I was, uh, you know, it was always stop at McDonald's and grab something or mm-hmm. whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, we were very, uh, uh, we were very insistent upon uh, making sure that uh, we ate as a family unit uh, every evening when it was ever physically possible. Right.
0: Know, you know. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, I think that's really great for the cohesion of the family, yeah. Yeah. and was it a was it an opportunity for family talk oh absolutely yeah, and that it, you yeah. there's something about sitting down to a meal that it's just it's 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 comfortable yep. and you can talk about things yep. you know? yep. Yep. Uh,
1: yeah you know yeah absolutely yeah it was a it was always a time for family reflection family talk mm-hmm. you
0: know. now when, when you were in 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 Rome um what did you belong? Did you go to the Vatican? I mean, did you go to St. Peter's? Where did, where did where did you go to Mass for in your Rome?
1: Well, sure. Um, uh, we very quickly the first weekend there found uh, the American uh, parish in, okay. in Rome, Italy, which at the time was Santa Susanna. Uh, Santa Susana was a church that was built in 1595. Oh my gosh! And uh, prior to World War II, when Mussolini tore it down, the um, U.S. embassy was actually attached to uh, Santa, he Santa Susana. He tore it church. down. He 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 uh, he destroyed the U.S. embassy and turned it into a big piazza, right?
0: Oh my gosh! Uh,
1: so, but it was uh, it was a church that had been attached to the U.S. embassy at the time. And uh, and then continued to be uh, the American Catholic Church in Rome until oh gosh, maybe seven or eight years ago when hmm. it uh, when it when it incurred structural problems. Okay, uh, and then after that, um, it um, the American uh, parish. Uh, said had uh, said celebrated mass in a few different places uh, around Rome oh. and they finally settled about five or six years ago at uh, St. Patrick's Church which is actually located uh, within a block of the current US Embassy Oh, no kidding uh, in Rome yeah and now the uh,
0: embassy is at the same place uh, or did they move the embassy no along? they moved
1: the embassy yeah the okay. embassy actually moved uh, so let's see uh, north
0: about uh, three or four blocks so the, so their so their liturgy is in English then. Yes. Is that yeah. Okay. And
1: and and it's a uh it's a ministry of the Paulus priests.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's one of their ministries. Wow. Yeah. So traveling as as you did, do you have you been able to sort of s- see how that has informed your faith and maybe given you a different perspective on on life and the church?
1: So, Chris, I've I've been traveling for most of the last 35 or 40 yeah, years. Right. Um I've uh done business in approximately 40 of the countries, the 55 or so countries that I have visited wow. over the past 35 to 40 years. And uh I I would say not only my faith, but my my Social beliefs uh, and, uh, and and uh, philosophies have been greatly shaped by uh, my travels um, and by my encounters with other faiths, other faiths story, and other
0: faith. cultures, yeah. and yeah. Uh, you, you know social issue, social issues are a big part of Catholic faith. Yeah. Um, and you know I'm I'm not much of a traveler. Uh, I I enjoy arriving. Mm -hmm. But the process of getting to places, it's not so fun for me. Mm -hmm. So I tend not to do much of it. Um, But my understanding is is that it's very helpful to break out of our little bubbles as to we think things are a certain way. And that's how everything is done. And actually, that's not the case. And our way is not always the best way. It's definitely not the only way of doing things
1: but it's 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 the right way for us right well for but, us yes but, but uh, it did i i spent many many uh i've traveled f- uh, extensively to uh uh muslim countries hmm. pakistan egypt saudi arabia mm-hmm. um oman u a e um and and that that ex- and Turkey and other places and that and that experience um you know prompted me to read uh, an English interpretation of the Quran. Mm-hmm. and uh, and i and, and and it gave me an appreciation clearly for my faith right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but it also gave me an appreciation for uh other faith beliefs as well okay because you know in uh, to a great extent um we're all we're all uh we're all focused on the same kinds of things, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, caring, uh, caring for other human beings, uh, um, caring for people who are less fortunate for us, uh, empathy and compassion, and, and all of those things. Um, of course, there are there are extreme. Uh, implementations of, of other faiths, as there have been of, of ours, our own, yes, of our own. You know that uh, that uh, take it to a level that uh, is is really you know unfortunate, right? Yes. Um, but you know the foundation of, of other faiths is is very much like our own. Yeah. And uh, and so it gave me an appreciation for their beliefs. Yeah. And uh, their and their understandings and 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 the way they approach. Their Faith.
0: Yeah, what a what a what a wonderful opportunity that the majority of us don't get. Yeah, yeah. 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 So after all this traveling, what brought you to Sacramento?
1: So um, I, I probably should back up a little bit. Okay. Uh, um, my first wife, uh, Kathy, had uh, passed away after seven years of uh, cancer. Oh, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. In in the year 2000, mm-hmm. um, and uh, in 2001. Um, I, I was, uh, I was chairman of the board of trustees of the American school where my children, uh, went to school in Rome, Italy. Okay. And, uh, and a teacher arrived who, uh, the headmaster and his wife thought we would, we would be perfect to meet, to meet with each other Okay. and, uh, we should meet. And as it turns out, uh, she was widowed. Uh, also at the age of, he was widowed at the age of 44, I guess. Oh, wow. Um, I was widowed at the age of 49.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and, uh, she had, uh, had two children about the same ages as, uh, two of my three children. Um, we had a awful, a lot in common. Uh, we began to see each other. Two and a half years later, we were married.
0: <laughs> oh, wow.
1: Um, and uh, and uh, Lori, who you know, yeah. is a fifth generation Californian. Okay. Uh, she had grown up in the Los Angeles area, but she had raised her family up in Auburn.
0: Which is where I spent my teenage oh, years growing. Yeah, we moved there in 68. Oh, I was, okay. I was 14, uh-huh. I think. Yeah, 13 or 14. Yeah. And and so uh,
1: and so she had kind of one prenuptial condition, right? That okay. we would have to move to California sometime because she wanted to go home to California. Had
0: you ever been to California at oh, that yeah. point? I, oh, had, you? Okay. I had worked extensively so in California. So you knew California. a little bit about yeah, California.
1: Yeah. Okay. I, uh, the company that I worked for in Chicago for 26 years was actually wholly owned by a, co- a corporation in Riverside. And, uh, hmm. and I did a lot of business up okay. in the San Francisco area, Los Angeles area, Santa Barbara. So I had... Very comfortable with California and always thought, you know, maybe it would be nice to live there. Why not? So I said, okay, sure, we can do that. <laughs> That's a small price to <laughs> pay. It's a small price to pay. So uh, um, uh, business uh, circumstances brought me back to Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, back to Chicago in 2004, uh, the year after we were married. Uh, I went back to uh, be uh, vice president of operations, and then vice president and general manager of the company that uh, that I'd been working for for 26 years. Okay, um, and then the company was acquired. Uh, that did, that that particular operation was sold. Hmm. Uh, so I uh, embarked on a consulting uh, career for a few years, and during that period of time, it was feasible for uh for me to work from anywhere anywhere Uh, so we took that opportunity to come to California California
0: and did you come directly to Sacramento
1: yes we came directly to Sacramento
0: how did you find the cathedral well how did I find the cathedral
1: um we had been visiting uh you know the Auburn area Mm -hmm. uh, probably every year um from about 2004 to 2012 before we finally moved back and we would occasionally come down to sacramento and we came down to sacramento several times and uh and uh walked around the area and found the cathedral i think probably the first time we uh, came back and visited and uh and 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 it reminded me of uh, the churches in europe oh that's awesome um uh, it's beautiful 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 uh, uh cathedral beautiful space um, and, uh, and and the uh, celebration of the mass was a little bit more traditional, which mm-hmm. I prefer. Um, so when uh, we moved back, there was no question that uh, this was going to be uh, my parish of choice. Yeah, you know and,
0: one, that's one of the things I. You know, you brought up the liturgy, and even though we're using the Novus Ordo, the mm-hmm. you know the post Vatican II liturgy mm-hmm. in English. It still has that traditional feel to it because yeah. of how the liturgy is conducted here. Yeah. Uh, and the music, and we've got the organ, right. and, um, and now the
1: choir is back. Beautiful organ, beautiful choir, wonderful organist, all of the right,
0: above. All the yeah. above. And so one of the things I think when, when you and I first met, I, th- I think was in conjunction probably with uh, the lector Re- uh, Reader mm-hmm. Ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, had you uh, had you participated in in as a liturgical minister in other parishes?
1: Yeah, I was a liturgical minister and Eur- and Eucharistic minister um, from probably the first month we moved uh, to Rome, Italy. And oh, no found, kidding! Uh, the American parish over there mm-hmm. uh, they were they were rather desperate for uh, uh, for particularly lectors uh-huh. um, and uh, and and although I had not lectured before i've done a lot of public speaking in the past and uh, so i volunteered to do that in 1996 and have been lecturing ever since lectured there um for the nine years we lived there and then uh, when we moved back to chicago we belonged to uh, old saint mary's parish Mm uh in uh, on the south side of chicago Mm -hmm. another paulist ministry and lectured there and then uh you know continued lecturing
0: uh, lecturing here here yeah, um, what does so so? How does um, I'm just trying to form a question in my mind. I have it, but the English isn't following. Okay, um, choose another language if you prefer. I, you know, I wish I could, <laughs> but you, you know, there's this there's a old joke. What do you what do you what you know, uh, what do you call a person that speaks two languages? Good question. Bilingual. Bilingual. Of course. I thought it was a joke answer. It's so going I, to be eventually. Oh, okay. What do you call a person that speaks three languages? Trilingual. Trilingual. What do you speak, what do you call a person that speaks one language? One language. An American. <laughs> An American.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, somewhat
0: true. Somewhat right? true. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's changed a lot. Right. It's a lot of Americans right. speak, but unfortunately, right. I'm one of the ones that <laughs> um, has has uh, never acquired a second language. Yeah. Um, uh, to my detriment, I think, because I, I also think not only does does travel is, expand our understanding of the world, but I think being able to communicate in another language does the same thing, um, especially when you get past just learning the language to actually living that language, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. now you're thinking in the language, you're dreaming in that language, and that can that can change a lot also, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, do you speak? Other, what other languages do you speak? Uh, just uh, English and Italian. And Italian. Yeah, and my Italian's not perfect. Obviously, be it's better than my me. Italian. But I do
0: dream in Italian uh, do, often. Do you yeah, really? I have to say that. Yeah. Oh, that's um, interesting. Absolutely. Someone told me that you really know you've learned a language when you start dreaming in it. Uh, I, I think I know it better in my dreams than I do in real life. <laughs> but Strangely enough. So maybe, maybe, maybe when you get to heaven, they'll all be speaking yeah. Italian. Right. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh so my question I think was going to be along the lines of uh how does ministering in the liturgy, whether it's as a lector reader or as a uh extraordinary minister mm-hmm. of Holy Communion, um how has that enhanced your faith?
1: Um I think um it's given me a deeper a deeper understanding of the readings uh probably number 1 um i think sharing that uh and and being able to share that mm-hmm. uh with a congregation um sharing anything i think gives you a deeper appreciation of that which you're sharing right
0: that's true yeah
1: um so so i think the sharing of it uh and 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 the sharing of that you know gift uh is is something that deepens uh, certainly deepens my faith
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i'd have to i'd have to agree with all that yeah. you know i um yeah. i often like to share with people the difference between sitting at my desk at home and reading some scripture right and then standing at the ambo mm-hmm. and proclaiming it it's a whole different world yeah that takes place and it's inexplicable to me yeah. but it's such a blessing and a joy yeah
1: it is absolutely absolutely i look, i look forward to it
0: yeah yeah it is something uh, to look forward I, to i i i you know
1: i, I leave uh, mass on sunday looking forward to the next sunday when yeah. i can when i can share the word
0: yeah um do you have in your in your in your faith journey have you come across a saint that has become like your your favorite
1: um well that's a good question. Uh I guess Saint Francis of Assisi, mm-hmm. um who I gained probably a deeper appreciation for by you know visiting Assisi and understanding his life a little bit better. Um Saint Thomas Aquinas, um probably because he had almost a little bit more of a left-brain approach <laughs> to understanding and explaining the faith, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, maybe a more scientific approach.
0: Very, yeah, this whole yeah. scholastic period yeah, was right. very left-brain.
1: Yeah, and, and, and I'm kind of a left-brain person, and, uh, and and that appeals to me. In addition to which, and this is a funny side story, my grandfather was actually born in Aquino, Italy, and lived in the same house block that St. Thomas was. Get Aquinas out of here! So there was there's an identification. That's kind there. of amazing, right? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. well, how cool yeah. is that? Yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. No, it is very yeah. cool.
1: Yeah, so 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 it's uh it, it's serendipitous that I think that his his uh, his approach and his teachings are
0: something that I had resonated with. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. You know, um I often I, I not know that we always appreciate the various time periods and eras of the, I would call it the evolution of, of the Catholic church, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that the scholastic period, um, it, it can be difficult for people because it is very academic. Um, but, but fortunately there are, there are people who will, I hate to say dumb it down for the rest of us, mm-hmm. but uh, there are great authors that will take the writings of St. Thomas Aquinas and, like if you've ever read the summa theologica it's hard to read and just the whole question and answer the way it's mm-hmm. all structured and um it's like oh gosh i'm not going to make it but then there are others that will, will make it understandable right. for the rest mm-hmm. of us yeah. um so we should never be uh timid right. to take at to take it on the right. teachings of the faith and he was so pivotal for so many of the the doctrines that we hold dear mm-hmm. um you know the transubstantiation, although the uh, the Aristotelian uh, background for all of that mm-hmm. is no longer accepted as mm-hmm. w- much, but the idea of the the change, and it really is a change, yeah. uh, is, is very uh, very Saint Thomas. Right.
1: Well, and and you and you clearly have comprehended it in a deeper in a deeper sense than I have as well too. So,
0: well, compliments to you. Different. Yeah. Put it, I'll say different, yeah. you know. Because, um, uh, I mean, f- for me, I'm, I'm just, and it sounds like you may be also, I'm just naturally curious about yeah. things. Yeah. So I, I read. So I, 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 I don't read as much as I used to. Um, simply because I think my, my brain can only hold so much information and then. I have to delete some things and that, no
1: exactly, yeah, you know I, what I mean? I, I have to push the delete button you have to push the delete stuff, button you know? to
0: make room for new stuff yeah, yeah. but um, but I just you know I just was reading voraciously yeah and uh the when i you know when I entered the church in well, I started r c a in two thousand six entered the church in mm-hmm. two thousand seven and i was just I was just hungry for what the church had to offer, and it's 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 unfathomable mm-hmm. the amount of information. And uh, the various pathways that we can yeah. tread down within the Catholic faith. Yeah. Um, I just find it very rich. Yeah. yeah rich. Absolutely. Rich, rich. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so that sort of uh brings us up to up to today in a mm-hmm. way. It's like what's uh so what's what's new for you? What's up for you these days? Oh
1: wow, what's up for me these days? Um you know i uh i i'm i i'm trying to transition from a very busy life to a mm-hmm. uh, more retired life but not doing a really good job so you're still that.
0: consulting still consulting yeah. are you thinking about retiring from that at some point soon
1: um you know um it's something i I might do for another six months it's something I might do for another year it's something I might do for another five years it's or something you enjoy years. doing it's something I enjoy doing yeah. and I've got an open invitation from the company to stay on as uh, long as I want oh that's to, great and to whatever extent I want to be engaged yeah, so I'm fortunate in that regard
0: and it still gives you opportunity to travel yeah
1: yeah, a bit Yeah, which is
0: yeah. I know you would enjoy in right. traveling yeah. a lot yes as does your wife, I guess. Yes. Yeah. She also does it well. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mo- yeah. Most of the business travel will be back East now, but you know, Corning, like you know, the, the company's located in upstate New York, very close to where I grew up. So where it given me an opportunity to see my
0: siblings and my cousins. So most of your family is still back there. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you have, and do you ever visit your roots in Italy? Oh, yes.
1: Uh, fairly frequently i well my uh, my son uh daniel mm-hmm. who graduated from the american school in rome uh in 2000 uh now teaches there oh so we've got he 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 lives there with uh his wife laura and our two grandchildren noemi who's 5 and lorenzo who's 10 so we do try to get back there as often oh. as we can uh, in fact we were just there 3 weeks ago so <laughs> and uh, for the first time since the beginning of the pandemic so that was it was great to see them for um you know the first time in 18 months sure um but okay roots yes we have explored uh, our roots back there um i've uh, i've seen and visited the house that my grandfather was born and raised in in aquino uh, we've, we've, uh, gone through city hall records and found, uh, you know, birth certificates and,
0: uh, oh my gosh. and
1: marriage certificates and all that and have copied all of that. And, uh, and I've recently reengaged with a lot of cousins on my father's side who okay. I hadn't seen over the last 50 years or so mm-hmm. uh, since I had left Utica, New York. And, uh, and, and we're actually, uh. Uh, planning a uh, family excursion to uh, the homeland, to Aquino, Italy, and the surrounding area in uh, the spring of next year. Uh, several cousins, uh, I'll lead several cousins on that trip, and we'll do more archive deeping and uh, uh, um, archive uh, diving, diving, I should say. Yes, and uh, and and uh, and and reach out to some of the relatives that are still there, and uh, so. Uh, we're going to bring that, I hope, to a new level next year.
0: Oh, that's so pretty we'll, we'll exciting that trip, Yeah, it's pretty exciting. And and now what? You know, it, f- I'm not f- totally familiar with the geography of Italy. So, uh, is it Aquino? Aquino. Aquino. Yeah. Of what part is it? Middle. It's uh, it's located uh,
1: about two thirds of the way from Rome down to Naples. So a little bit closer to Naples, about Forty miles north of Naples.
0: Naples is in the, the toe it, of the. Yeah.
1: No, Naples is uh, it's in southern Italy, but it's in southern Italy. But, uh, still there's a long way to go before you get to the toe or the heel. Right? Oh, really? So yeah, um, so yeah, located in that area. Okay, uh, an area of uh, delicious food and uh, oh
0: my gosh, culture. there's just great culture and the and the culture and it just yeah. goes. You know, one of the things that I, I had the opportunity to be in in Germany for a little for a couple of weeks, yeah. and just you know my friends were living in an apartment when the and the building was like hundreds of years old and it's like how? you know it's something that we're so new here in the mm-hmm. United States we don't have that depth of history and in 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 Italy it goes way back I mean it goes I don't know how when the people first started settling in that part of the world, but it was a long time ago, a long long time ago, yes, yeah, yeah, so there's it's just being immersed in a part of the world and where you actually know that this is where your people mm-hmm. came from. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Your ancestors came from here. Right. Um, you know, I, I, that gives us a connection, I think to, to our family and our, and, and the world. Yeah. That, uh, so much, you know, so much of us are spread out right. and we don't have good roots connections. Right. Um, and especially to the faith because uh you know catholicism after many tribulations from the middle east um found a home in rome mm-hmm. uh at least western christianity yep. did and italy it was it flourished mm-hmm. and so there's a there's a, a a a depth of the faith also in in italy yeah, yeah. well that's awesome rich yeah.
1: so that's that's uh, that's fun my mother's family; most of them came from Alsace Lorraine region in France, and uh, that I have not explored. That's in something, France, uh, that's something that I need to do someday.
0: How interesting! Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, yes, yeah. at yeah. some point, <laughs> right? Some point. At some point. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. That is wild. Well, is there anything else you'd like to share? Well, what would you like to hear? Um Are you reading any books right now?
1: I'm reading <laughs> I've always got several books that I love. Oh, okay. I I carry an iPad wherever I go and travel and uh and, and I've always got several books on them I'm I'm reading one uh right now about the ancient road from Canterbury uh UK mm-hmm. uh, to to uh um to Rome Italy. Uh, the Fringhingina uh, okay. Road was um, it? That, that was it was a pilgrimage? It's it, yes, it's a it's a pilgrimage uh, pilgrimage road. I'm kind okay. of skipping around through it and picking areas of the of the of the uh, pilgrimage and areas of the of the geography that mm-hmm. I'm particularly interested in at a particular point in time. Um,
0: Walter Cronkite's
1: biography. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he's somebody effect?
0: that you and I grew up with yeah. in the evening news um yeah. yeah a lot of people might yeah. not know who walter cronkite yeah.
1: was i've just finished uh i think spurred on by certainly the uh unfortunate events of uh last summer and that caused much racial discord oh sure um uh the book a book uh titled white fragility uh yes which i think is a very interesting is that uh, by robin yes by robin uh her last name escapes me but escapes yeah. me but also but right. I know who the author right. I, yeah I've,
0: yeah. I've, I've, I've heard, yeah. listened to some of her talks yeah. I, I good think, book
1: I think gives which it gives us all, all a deeper understanding I think of the uh, difficulties that uh, that uh, people um of color face in, in Mm -hmm. in this country. Uh, even, even, even when there isn't, you know, blatant prejudice. Oh, that's right. The the challenges that they face. Oh, that's right. Doing everyday kinds of things Mm -hmm. that uh, many of us just take for granted.
0: And I think it also highlights how hard it can be for, um, those of us that identify as white to really, uh, uh, tackle those issues. Because it's it's it can be threatening, and I always liken it to I don't know if you've seen the movie The Matrix, but when uh, there's a discussion of Morpheus is talking to to who he's going to be Neo, Mm -hmm. um, Thomas Anderson, trying to explain what the Matrix is. It's it's all around you. You breathe it. You see it. You hear it. But you can't. You know, and I think that's you know it's so close to us we don't see it. And for me, um, I grew up. with parents who had I'll just call it a racial bias and for me it was normal Mm -hmm. and and it took years for me to be able to identify in myself um, where I had to really be conscious Mm -hmm. and aware of my own biases Mm -hmm. and preconceptions Um, and it's something that I have to consciously continually keep in mind Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I don't fall back into my upbringing i
1: i uh i grew up in a family that uh had um, was very adverse to racial bias mm. uh and uh i would say also to uh uh sexual bias mm-hmm. uh as well um my f- i can remember uh, when we first moved into out of my gr- the house where we lived with my grandparents into uh, our own house um When I was 14 years old, uh, there was a knock on the door one Sunday afternoon. And my father answered the door. uh, And uh, it was several neighbors carrying a petition against a black family uh, Hmm. who had put an offer uh, uh, on a house just down the street, Mm -hmm. uh, a petition to keep them from purchasing the house. Oh, my gosh. Um, And I can remember my father just reading them the riot act and literally throwing them off the front porch because he, he, he believed that everybody had an opportunity to, you should have an opportunity and should live where they want to live Mm -hmm. and uh, be the people they want to be. Um, So that was uh, a foundation uh, of my upbringing. That's cool. Um, And uh, my father uh, had a brother who was gay uh, and that gave him, i think uh and, and and my and my grandfather had disowned him hmm. because of his uh sexual orientation mm-hmm. and uh that gave my father i think uh, a perspective uh and an empathy mm-hmm. uh, for uh for for that lifestyle mm-hmm. that, um, that he passed down to us children, you sure, know. Sure, of course. Uh, and, uh, and and I can remember uh, in, in the mid-1970s, uh, uh, a gay uh, female couple moved next door to them, hmm. uh, bought the house next door to them, and mm-hmm. the, the entire neighborhood just shunned them, and except for my parents, who invited them over for dinner, brought them in, uh, and uh, so... I I had an interesting upbringing in Sounds that regard. That like, was a lot different from the upbringing of a lot of my friends at yeah, that particular time. Very yeah.
0: much so. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. See how the gems come out right at the end here. Oh yeah, there you go. Because we're you know we're <laughs> uh, we're we're close to it's ten yeah. it's ten twenty and I yeah. know you've got a ten thirty yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, stopping point here. Yeah. Um so, so it's great that some magic just popped in and yeah. showed up.
1: Right. Um so what am I up to? Um I'm doing some lecturing uh, mm-hmm. at uh Sac State. I, I lecture 10 or 12 times a year at Sac State uh on corporate social responsibility, governance and uh and 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 civil uh uh responsibility. Okay. Um I've written probably a dozen dozen and a half articles on those subjects over the last year and a half some of which I know you've seen. Mhm. Um, and uh, and you know, I, I I think it ties strongly to our Christian faith, right? Because I think that uh, I think uh, there is a tremendous amount uh, and just an increasing amount of social and uh, economic disparity mm-hmm. in, in this country um, that needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's the responsibility of the public sector as well as the private sector to address it. And so I, I've uh, been speaking fairly uh, regularly on that in my lectures and at uh, Sac State at critical thinking classes mm-hmm. in Sac State, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I think I think that I think that ties in uh, our Christian faith. Uh, I agree, and, and the teachings of Christ. Oh, absolutely. What we should be doing as citizens to. Um, to reverse uh, the economic and uh, social disparities and uh, inequalities right. in this country right now.
0: You know, I was reading an article just this morning on the dignity of the human person, mm-hmm. and how it's one of the major doctrines of the church, but it's not talked about a lot, um, and that it should inform our faith and how yeah. we relate to each other, and and not just that, but also participating in correcting the social injustices as we can right right and 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 not just give assent to it but actually get involved yeah yeah um
1: absolutely yeah you know faith isn't just about you know worshiping uh, no it's not uh, every sunday right faith is about bringing what you're uh, what what you've what you've been taught and what you've learned uh through the teachings of christ absolutely uh, in into into what you do in your daily life and
0: and and we heard we heard those words this last Sunday. Yeah. Um and the second reading was from James about yeah. faith and works. Yeah. And uh, do we truly love each other?
1: Yep. Yeah. Equally. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the Absolutely. question. Absolutely. That's the question. Um I have totally enjoyed this opportunity to chat with you. I have too, Chris. Thank you very much. Because we really haven't had that opportunity and I know yeah. we've wanted to. Yeah. Right. We've w- in many different forms. Yeah. Um, and that, uh, it'd be fun just to have it, go grab a cup of coffee one of these days. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Whether, whether before you leave or when you come back either right. way, but yeah, we, we've got some time. Sounds great. All right. So All right. let's go ahead and we'll close with saying the, our father Very together. Very good. Um, and then, uh. We'll be on our way. Great. Okay. Do you you want to start us off, or would you like me to? I would
1: be pleased to. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Our Father,
0: who Who art art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy Thy kingdom kingdom come, come, thy thy will will be done done on on earth as as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and, and forgive us our trespasses as, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the, the Son, Son, and the Holy, Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank, Thank you, Rich. Thank you, you Chris. have a blessed day. You have a great day, too. And we'll be seeing you soon. Right. Let's Talk Parish is co-produced by Rex Rolanka, Titi Keela, and Chris Jensen. Our theme music is Live and Be Happy by Valentina Kribenova. You can listen to Let's Talk Parish by going to the Cathedral website at cathedralsacramental.org or by searching on your favorite podcast app. Wherever you find us, please subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. A special thanks goes to the Rector of the Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament, Father Michael O'Reilly. If you wish to donate to the cathedral, please visit our website at cathedralsacramento.org. There you will find a button labeled Donate. I'm Chris Jensen, and I have had the pleasure of being your host for this episode. Thank you for listening, and until we meet again, may God be with us all.